in Christ Jesus. Please stand for the reading of God's Holy Word. As I preach in your hearing, the discipline that Jesus Christ expects of his disciples. Part two, <coughs> pardon me, <coughs> of the Just Jesus Evangelistic Campaign, day 1957, since January the 20th, 2017, day 2342, since January the 1st, 2016. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13, uh, verse 51 and 52. Jesus saith unto them, Have ye understood all these things? They say unto him, Yea, Lord. Then said he unto them, Jesus said unto them, Therefore every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for a magnificent uh, devotional service earlier today. We praise you and we thank you for hearing and answering our prayers. We thank you, Lord, for what you did in between the services. Thank you, Lord, for a great uh, meal together. And Lord, we thank you for the work that has been accomplished and that goes out all around the world. And Holy Father God, we give you the glory the praise, the thanks, and the honor. And we praise you and we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. For your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. We come before your throne of grace where we individually as born-again Christians confess our sins, our failures, and our faults. For Jesus Christ's sake, Forgive us, Lord, of all of our sins. Make our vessels clean and white as snow on the inside. And Lord, we pray that you would fill us afresh and anew with the fullness, the power, the unction, and the anointing of your Holy Spirit to preach and to, to preach your Holy Word and to preach your Holy Gospel. Grant me, Lord, and all of us who name the name of Christ, your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to serve you well. And Lord, uh, uh, we pray for the salvation of the lost, religious and in the church and even in the family. Uh, such as my wife, Marika White. I still pray for her genuine salvation. And, uh, and I pray that for the rest of her family and for the rest of my family, even though 
they all claim to be Christians. And Lord, I pray that you will help her to humble herself and to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as I have been praying now for over 34 years. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, for the religious and the irreligious outside of these four walls, as my wife uh, is still here uh, serving and uh, helping me in the ministry. Uh, but, Lord, outside of these four walls, we pray for the thousands who are in church but lost. Thousands, Lord, who are religious but lost. Even in some of our conservative, orthodox, so-called Bible-believing churches. Uh, Lord, it's not just the Catholics now. It's not just uh, some others. Lord, it is us. And I believe that we have the biggest group of Pharisees and Sadducees in our communities. God have mercy and grace upon us and no wonder you're chastising us and rebuking us and judging us as you are. As I have been praying, Lord, for over two years now, be thorough with us. Break us and make us and mold us to be what you would have us to be. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving, uh, Lord, around the world, across this nation, in our communities, in our churches, in our families, and in our lives. Uh, glorify your holy name and lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, for it is in his name we pray. We also pray, Lord, that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas. For he has shown us that he'll jump out at any time if anybody has their guard down or he has someone in the camp who is demon-possessed with the spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. So, Holy Father God, Lord, I thank you for those placid, those few and in-between placid services, peaceful services, where the devil does not jump and fight that hard. But Lord, unfortunately, as you know, we have some people here who are demon-possessed. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Not only in this service, but Lord, after this service, for oftentimes down through the years, if he couldn't attack us before the service, he would attack us during the service, and if not during the service, he would attack us after the service. And if he could not attack us all day on Sunday, he'll attack on Monday. Thank you for showing me and uh, allowing and helping us to be not ignorant of his devices, his plots, and his plans. For so many times, people have been given a great service by you because you are the giver of great services. And then they lose the blessing of it over nothing with an argument in the car for those people who still argue with each other. And uh, I thank you, Lord, that we don't have that issue here. But I do pray that you will place upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us all with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. And help Christians to realize again that there should be peace in their home. Joy, the devil is going to try to discombobulate that peace, we know. But there ought to be peace in the Christian home and joy at all times. And saved people can produce that. Saved people can have that, who, people who are born again. 
even according to the words of Anne Graham Lotz, even when the love has run out. Or in the words of B.B. Uh, King, the thrill is gone. Uh, your love does not go away and it does not run out. That's the beauty of your unconditional agape love and we thank you for it. For we couldn't love anybody without you. We pray now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let your will be done. Speak to our hearts about being disciplined disciples. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. You may be seated. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Jesus Christ. This is one of those passages uh, kind of uh, stuck in the corner of the Bible, if you will. You know you have read it, but when you see it again and it's time to preach on it, you can't remember it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just this this is just a passage that I, I, I be, I'll just be honest with you. I've been preaching for forty-two years, reading the Bible for forty-two over forty-two years, and I just don't remember this passage. Now, this may have something to do with my getting older. I don't know. But I, I, I don't, it's kind of tucked away in the Bible and you know it's there. You know you read it, but you can't remember it. And don't lie and say that you have not experienced this. I know you have. That's why you need to preach the Bible here a little, there a little, line upon line. And preach the Bible through. And that's what I'm doing in this series. We did John uh, regarding Jesus Christ, just Jesus. All the way through, line upon line. Here a little, there a little. Uh, all the way through. And we're doing that with Matthew as well. Dr. Matthew Henry said, What should be a minister's furniture. Only these big minds can put these words together like this. A minister's furniture. Now what 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 is he talking about? A treasure of things new and old. Those who have so many and various occasions. have need to stock themselves well in their gathering days with truths new and old. And may I say to the young preachers today, you'll be better off sticking with a lot of the old stuff so that you can produce something new. If that's what you want to do. You need to go back to the old landmarks. As Aretha Franklin told us. Up in New York early Sunday morning. Early one Sunday morning. Breakfast was on the table There was no time to eat She said to me Boy, hurry to Sunday school Now, I believe that's the Osley Brothers for you Way back yonder 
repeating the story that many of us black folk experience. Grabbing something to eat and going off to Sunday school. My parents used to play Aretha Franklin on Sunday mornings when she used to sing the old landmark. Now here's what I want you all to know. If you can't sing, be you red, yellow, black, or white, you, you cannot keep up with Aretha Franklin back in her heyday when she was young. When she sung that song. That's number one. And if you're white, you can't keep up at all. Period. It's just it's too much. It's too much. No offense, I love you all, but you can't keep up with Aretha Franklin. You know you can't. And she used to sing, we need to go back to the old landmarks. That's deep Christianity right there. It's old-fashioned Christianity, and that's what we need to do. Stop trying to be uh, fresh and new about everything. There's no, there's no new thing under the sun. However, out of the old, you can bring forth something new, because God will give you a revelation. New and old. Out of the Old Testament, Andy Stanley out of the Old Testament and out of the New with ancient and modern improvements that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished. This is what Matthew is talking about. Matthew Henry is talking about. 2 Timothy 3.16 says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God, that's how the old saints used to say it, the man of God. And some of the older saints used to say the man of God with a D. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I don't. <laughs> but that's the man of God. They made up a word. Back in the old old day, they'll say man-child. The man-child will come <laughs> this morning and preach the word. <laughs> Woo! Wow. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished. That's what Matthew Henry is talking about. You need some furniture. Under all good works. Old experiences and new observations. So that's that's what the word that's what the preached word would do for you. Everybody who's saved, everybody who's born again, and who knows God in the words of Anne Graham Lotz. Oh yes, when a preacher who's saved and filled with the Holy Ghost of God. Ah, the man of God is preaching the word of God. It does something deep down in your soul and in your spirit. Down to the marrow of your bones. I cannot explain it. It's like a fire shoving my bones, Jeremiah said. I cannot explain it. If you don't know, I can't tell you. Only the born again ones know. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to get carried away here tonight, on a Tuesday night, preaching and standing between the living and the dead. All have their use, and we must not content ourselves with old discoveries, but must be adding new. Now, here's what, how that happens, see. The Word of God is ancient. It's old as far as we're concerned. But the preached word of God takes on a newness that I cannot explain to you. See, there are saved people right now getting a blessing from just my preaching right now. I mean, they, they can't explain it either. It's something that happens deep down in your soul, in your spirit, all up in here. Lost people, they're not getting anything from it. They can care less. Even the religious 
MLOs. They can care less. They are wondering when you're going to, they, they're concerned about the time when you're going to quit. Live and learn, Dr. Matthew Henry said. What use he should make of this furniture. He should bring forth. Laying up is in order to laying out. Not to become constipated with it. Like the Dead Sea. They call it dead because it takes in, but it doesn't give out. If you're going to live, you've got to give out. You have to take in some food, and you have to go to the drought. Excuse me, my sweet evangelicals, and my sweet orthodox brethren and sisters. Uh, You have to go to the drought and let something out if you want to live. Otherwise, you're going to die. In and out. For the benefit of others. Now let me tell you something. Dear friends. God taught me in, my, in the early years of my Christian life. He, 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 very frankly. You can sit up here and read the Bible all day. And, and stuff your head with the Bible. And try to gain a whole bunch of knowledge. And laying up in your bra- brain a whole bunch of my word. That's good. I'm, I'm glad you're doing that. But if you don't give it out. To others for the good of others if you don't witness for the Lord and no and you don't try to help somebody else and you don't teach anybody else like somebody taught you uh, I'm not going to bless you and, and uh, you can read to you blue in the face he was very very straightforward with me about this you're not going to get any more knowledge. You're not going to get any more understanding unless you use what you know. Now, let me just say something about my Bible brethren. I love them. They've been very good to me. And it's a miracle of God that my Bible brethren have stood with me sometime more than my Baptist brethren. I'm a Baptist, an independent Baptist, and I love all Baptists. But let me say something about my Bible brethren. You, I've criticized you all for a long, many years because you people love to read the Bible and study the Bible like the Bereans and sit down at the coffee shop and, 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 and you break a Bible study out in a heartbeat. Bless your heart. And won't do anything with it. And become proud. And. Uh, 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 filled up with yourself. How does the Bible say it? Uh, uh, proud. How does the Bible say it? When people. Uh, Say it again. Puffed up. You become puffed up. You become, that's my wife who helped me with that. She's, she's being a help me tonight. That's good. Because I'm getting older. I can't remember certain things as I used to. That's just, just a fact of life, my friends. I wish I could. Some things just be passing me by. Uh, I, I can tell you something that I'm concerned about. I have a, uh, you know, I be I be laughed as good like a medicine, and I have a, a decent show that I watch. And uh, my daughter, my daughters watch it with me, and they chuckle. But I can see a rerun. It, it, it is so it's so well done. The show is so well done. I can see a rerun, and still laugh my head off. Now, is that healthy? I'm wondering to myself, I'm, now is that healthy? Am I, just, am I losing my mind? <laughs> you people who I see now, y'all call, y'all call me and email me and, and, and let me know whether or not 
these are the first signs. <laughs> you're laughing at William Weary once. No, once I see, see something once, I don't want to see it again. But this show is so well done. I'm hoping that's the reason why. But anyway, try laughing at night. Sic vox non rubis. You are to lay up, but not for yourselves. My Bible brethren and sistren, some of you who love the study of the Bible, you feel all warm and cuddly on the inside. You love for the preacher to bring it. And, 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 and very few preachers can bring it deep like a Bible pastor, Bible church pastor. Not Baptist, Bible church, deep. You just love it. But you don't give it out. That's why you're puffed up. That's why you're depressed. That's why you're defeated and sad. That's why you're always bothering the pastor with your problems because you don't give anything out. You just suck it up. You love it. You suck it up just like you suck up that coffee. You love both of them. You want to have that mug. Oh, yes. You have your Bible and mug. We'll travel. Oh, yes. I'll meet you down at uh, the coffee shop. And we're going to enjoy, enjoy a mixture of fellowship, gossip, and Bible study all together. That's my Bible brothers, my evangelicals. I love them. <laughs> they taught me how to get a mug. I got a mug right now. I'm against it. I'm against it, but it was so beautiful. I went ahead and got it. It was a solid, a good mug. You understand? You can tell a good mug. Yes, sir. It's got a little weight to it. A solidness to it. A shininess to it. And so I went ahead and got it. To appease my evangelical brother. Oh, he's one of us now. He's more like us. He's, he's not that bad. He's an unpopular preacher, but he's not that bad. So you see, he has that cup. Many are full. Many are full. Dr. Matthew Henry says... Many are full, but they have no vent. They, 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 don't, they don't have a vent. They don't give out. They don't give out. You don't help anybody else. Just me and my three. That's you. You read the Bible with them, and you pray with them, you gossip with them, you fellowship with them. You don't do anything else. You don't witness to anybody. You don't pass out any gospel tracts. At least pass out some gospel tracts. You don't pray for anybody else. You and your small group. Job thirty-two nineteen says, Behold, my belly is as wine which hath no vent. It is ready to burst like new bottles. You got all of this word in you. All of this uh, seminary training. Bless your heart. And you just sit around in your shorts and you, little, you know, you evangelicals or something else, y'all just sit around in any, any kind of clothes and, 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 and jeans with holes in them, just as casual as you want to be, little Izard shirts and all of that, shorts, at the church. You, you, you people are something else. And, and But you got your coffee and you got your Bible. You, you feel like you're armed, fully armed and ready to go. You haven't done a thing for God. <laughs> Full and empty at the same time. Because God God made it clear to me. You can do that if you want to. Uh, but I'm not going to bless you. I'm not going to use you. Huh? And you won't, you won't learn all that you want to learn either. Now, how many of you have read ten books? Read two books? And you should have it going on. You can't even remember it. Because God is not going to let you understand it and and, 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 and enjoy it and, and, and you don't give anything out. Reading the Bible, studying the Bible, going to Bible college, going to Bible study and all of that with no intention to witness to lost people and to religious people and to teach other people who don't know the word of God is not going to work, my friends. See, some of you people don't understand why I have to deal with, God moved me to deal with leaders of 
the evangelical movement and the Southern Baptist Church and National Baptist Church and all of these big time educated people. I don't want to be doing that. I don't I don't want to be bothering these people. God tells me to say certain things and I say them. You know why? Because these people, especially the Bible people, Southern Baptist people, they are the Pharisees and Sadducees of our time as far as they're the intelligentsia. They run Christianity. They control Christianity uh, across the board. All other denominations are influenced by the National Association of Evangelicals because they have built roads and gates and they have gatekeepers and they have certain ones who fit into their group to write and publish books and they own all of the byways and highways to get your books into the nook and crannies of uh, the USA and so they've been allowed to do that for the past 50, 60, 70, 80 years and so you may be in a, a little denomination but you go to your local Christian bookstore or you drive to Tallahassee from the little town south and go to the Christian bookstore and you read these people who have graduated from Southwestern uh, Seminary, Southeastern Seminary, Golden Gate Seminary, Dallas Theological Seminary, Moody Bible College, and all of that. These people are all hooked in. Once you graduate from these seminaries and universities, you're already hooked in, man. You write a book, it's going to be published, and it's going to be distributed to the people who don't even know who these people are, but because it is a Christian book, and it sounds halfway decent, they read it, and they are therefore influenced by people they don't even know. Because these people are the intelligentsia of Christianity. They run, effectively, the Protestant side of Christianity, and, and some of the Catholic too. That's why I rebuke them because they're messing up everybody. You hear me? White and black, red and yellow. And not only do they have uh, the power to print books, they have the power of the radio, television, and everything else. Why? Because they were smart enough to create organizations to control everything in Christianity. And so what you get on your Christian bookstore shelf, or Christian online store, these people are the people who are the intelligentsia of Christianity. Doesn't mean that they're more holy or more righteous, obviously. And, and let me say to Ed Stetzer tonight, uh, I love you, brother, but you're getting yourself messed up. Not only with Andy Stanley, I'm glad you took him off of church leaders, because the devil is a lie. But, uh, and I hear you are now, because you know that Church Leaders Magazine and Outreach Magazine will be a total flopping failure if all that's happening right now persists. And so what you're doing is you're trying to defend that which is evil. Dr. Russell Moore is not going to join you in that. In your publication today, you got Johnny Hunt up there defending his mess and lying on this woman, talking about it was a consensual thing. No, 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 Johnny, sit down somewhere. You better thank God they're still giving you a pension, Johnny Hunt. You know, we'd all love you now. You're, you're, one of, you're a man's man. No, no. You, 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 it's not consensual when you're trying to rape a woman and you, did not, you were not successful. Because you told her you wanted to have sex with her every day for three days. Another man's wife. Johnny. Hey, Johnny. 
What, 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 what's up? What are you talking about? Huh? And, and see, Stessa, you let him do that mess. Trying to discredit this report. This is an independent report, man. Stessa, you know better than that. Now all of a sudden you got, and I love Paige Patterson. I thank God for him. But he, he messed up. Allowing a talented preacher to be accused of, by 44 women? You need to take several seats. <clears throat> Both of you. He needs to take 10 more seats than you. Or 44 more seats than you, Paige Patterson. And I, st I, I still believe that they, they did you wrong. Because without you... The resurgence would have never happened, humanly speaking. I I do believe you deserve some honor. You didn't you didn't have sex with forty four women. You you don't have forty four women accusing you. You were trying to show some love to a preacher and trying to help a preacher because you saw something in him. But he failed you and everybody else. Okay. Now, Ed, you have already messed up with Andy Stanley. Russell Moore is going to help you get out of it if you will listen. You too, J.D. Greer. Let Andy go. Let him go on to hell. That's where he wants to go, evidently. Uh, he would have to, I mean, truly repent of some very, very evil and ungodly things that have messed up the church. You don't want to be an accessory to his evil. Don't get into this thing, Ed, that's of trying to defend these pastors who are listed. I don't care who they are. Now, you let that man lie on your publication that it was a consensual thing. Hey, 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 are you crazy? Are you people crazy? Have you lost your righteous minds? There's no such thing as a consensual attempted rape. And you were not successful, you say. And she says. And let me just say this, because this is important. And let me just say to the women out there. In churches. Do not send the wrong signal. Don't be, excuse me, I'm letting my hair grow too long. Don't be wearing stuff that's going to gonna attract these men. Because, see, you don't know what goes on inside of a red-blooded man who's trying to do the right thing. When you're wearing uh, 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 yoga pants with no panties in the church. And, 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 and uh, I, I saw uh, the other day a wedding, uh, one of the uh, uh, Emmanuel brethren, the Jewish family that's so... Family that has done so well in America. His father came home, came to America with thirteen dollars. You know, uh, uh, there's a beautiful woman by the name of Ratzakowski or something like that. You know, you've seen her if you look online at some of these sites. Okay, she claimed that she was sexually harassed or something in the past. I don't know. I know. I I can't I can't deny it. I can't believe it. I don't know what's going on. But yet she went to a wedding. <coughs> All eyes was not on the beautiful bride. She's a model. All eyes was on Rat Sakowski or something like that because she wore an outfit that I've never seen. In all of my born days. 
Her husband was there, but the eyes were on her. All I'm saying is, baby, <coughs> honey child, do not be wearing stuff that's going to bring attention to you. Now, she overshadowed the, the bride. Now, you're not supposed to do that. No, 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 no. And, and, and see, and see she's, the, she's the kind of woman, you know, she's well endowed. Uh, and she's the kind of woman, her husband was standing right beside her, she was looking at the men watching her. At the wedding. Some of you women are evil. Even in the church. And you wear things to. Attract people. Not excusing what men do. They should not do it. God has commanded them. Not to do it. Okay but you are not to be a temptress. Either. And, 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 and trying to be a groupie. All up in the pastor's face and pastor this and pastor that and all that. So you're sending the wrong signal, baby. You said you're sending the wrong signal. And you don't know what kind of wolf and lion and tiger and bear that's in that pastor man. Oh, cause I, I will admit to you. I will admit to you. I know I know my wife does not like to hear it. My family does not like to hear it. But the truth is that's something that goes off in me. At a beautiful, natural, a naturally beautiful woman. I, I'm not interested in these fake women with fake breasts and fake, uh, fake behinds. I, that is a turnoff. I believe to me and every other man. Oh, but they'll use you for a hot minute. There's something that goes off in a natural, natural red-blooded man. That the wildness that can go off if he's not prayed up. <clears throat> and then he and Mama ain't doing, ain't doing. Excuse the bad English. Ain't doing nothing. Pastor's wife, you know, she's so spiritual and so holy. She's no earthly good. Don't touch me. I'm meditating. Well, meditating. <laughs> you need to get in position. <laughs> I'm in formation. You better get in another formation right now, okay? And, they, and, and that's not happening at home. So when you come along with, with your tight uh, yoga pants, you know, he's in trouble. And you're in trouble too. <clears throat> See? And I, I want to warn the my sweet evangelical brethren and uh, my... Uh, sweet Southern Baptist brethren, don't let this make you violate the Word of God and, and allow women to take this and run with it and, and run roughshod over you because most of the men have not done this foolishness. Okay? And you got to stick with the Bible. And because there are some women lining up right now, they they really to take take control of you, and and what happen what happens to you people is that you you overcompensate. I know we're a bunch of dogs, we're a bunch of uh, 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 you know toxic men, and we are got our bad ways. And well, I'll just be honest with you, since you don't know, women love some of your toxic your toxic ways and your your your. Uh, bad ways that you call bad now. They they love that. They love you for it. Okay. So don't 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 lose your manliness just because some men messed up and crossed the line. Okay. Because that's going to that'll destroy your convention and your group as well. As long as you're not guilty of all of that, go with your bad self as a man. Let your wife know that you're not a woman. You don't understand what women go through. You're a man. They got to learn how they have the, the older women have to teach the younger women. The Bible says, "Younger women need to learn from the older women." I mean, to be 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 the woman you should be. Don't don't try to tra retrain me to be something that God didn't make me to be. Because it is what has attracted thee to me. Yeah, that manliness, that craziness, that uh, uh, can-do spirit 
that jolly spirit. You, you love that. Don't try to tame me down into what you are. No, no. The no, no, the no, no. Don't do that. And you preachers, don't get fr uh, scared of these women now because this has happened. You just make sure you don't do it. You have not done it. Glory be to God. Some of you have not been caught. Because God has chosen not to allow you to be exposed right now. And if you, you go ahead and do right before God from this point forward, then you will, as the Bible says in Proverbs, it talks about how that when you do good, even your enemy, God will make your enemies your friends, something to that effect. God does some wonderful things. He already knows that you're rich. He can expose you for a whole lot of things. He chooses not to. In his mercy, love, and grace, and he gives you space to repent. To get your act together. And if you get your act together, you'll be fine. He'll keep it. Like it. He'll keep it. He'll keep it. He'll cover it. So that you can go on and do what he wants you to do. He's not a partner in your sin. But if you seek forgiveness and, and you mean business and you prove that out with fruits of repentance, you know, listen, I'm not worried about anybody successfully contradicting me. You say, preach, you sound like you think, you, you're saying that God will cover our sins. Well, God does cover our sins. And if you confess your sins and repent, he'll keep them covered. But if you keep on messing up and getting worse, he'll reveal everything about you. As a punishment. You don't know my God evidently. God is very loving and very gracious and very patient. And he does not want to expose you. That's not. It, it, he doesn't want to do that. But if you persist in your evil. He will expose you. So these people. And I have to go. They have a talent. But they bury it. Such are unprofitable servants. Unprofitable servants. They have talent. They have the ability. They have the brains, but they hide their light under the bed. When Jesus told us to let our little light shine, Christ himself received that he might give. So must we. And we shall have more in bringing forth things new and old. Do best together. Old truths, but new methods. It's all right. And expressions. But you cannot go contrary to the word of God at any time. And especially with new affections. I have so much more to preach tonight, but I'm going to close tonight. And sometimes I have to close early to give my staff a break. And that's what I'm doing tonight. Uh, the Lord should tarry is coming. I'll be preaching tomorrow night. You can come back for more. This series right here will not commence again until Thursday if the Lord Tarras is coming and we live uh, for if the Lord Tarras is coming and we live I will be preaching uh, the long running praying through the Bible series right now let's pray for your salvation whether you're in the church or out of the church Holy Father God we thank you so much for the introductory part of this series, laying the foundation about these two interesting uh, verses tucked away in your holy word to the point that this preacher who has read them many times didn't remember them. Thank you for speaking to the hearts of your people tonight. And we all need correction, we all need rebuke, we all need love.
We all need forgiveness. And so, Lord, help us to regroup for those of us who are truly born again and get back to you, our first love, and get back to and get back on the firing line until we die, until you come in the rapture for us. Save that soul that is near as hell. Reclaim every backslidden saint. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and the free pardon of your sins, first, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Do you agree with me that you're a sinner? That you've done many things wrong in God's sight if you're of age? Such as lying, stealing, lusting and coveting, after what people have, after people themselves that don't belong to you, dishonoring and disrespecting your parents, dishonoring God by taking God's name in vain. That's just five of the Ten Commandments that you have broken. Should I continue? How about adultery? With your eyes and or with your body. In Jesus' sight, they're both full adultery. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. There's a punishment for sin always. My hat is off to the courts. They fought like the Dickens through coronavirus plague and all other plagues and everything else. The court rolls on. You might have to wear a mask, be behind the glass, but the court rolls on, justice rolls on. Because there's punishment. Somebody has to be punished for sin, for society to work. In God's economy, all sin is punished one way or another. Either you're going to suffer for your sin in hell forever, or you're going to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered for your sins. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages, the payment, the paycheck of sin is death at the end of your life. You have a sinful nature, and so do I, so does the Pope. So does the Dalai Lama. So does even Joel Osteen, pastor of the largest church in America. We all have a sin nature. Which is a sin factory. It just keeps on producing sin. And we choose to sin against God. And some people love sin because it is sinful. Augustine, St. Augustine taught us about that. Now, God wants you to know that if he allows you to die from this beautiful, wonderful place called earth, hanging on nothing but his power, he will also allow you to go to hell to burn forever for your sins if you don't Stop by the cross of Jesus Christ and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins. He went, uh, he was buried, he went to hell and through hell to save your soul. And then he rose on the third day by the power of God. God does not want you to go to hell. He wants you to go to heaven with him. He really does. So much so that he died on the cross for your sins. Jesus Christ was 100% God and 100% man. Third, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell. 
Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43-48, And if thy hand offend thee, pluck it out. And if thy hand offend thee, rather cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed. These are the words of Jesus. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than any prophet or any apostle or any writer in the Bible. Why? Because he wants you to believe in him and get saved from hell. That's the only way. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Then having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And by the way, you can be in hell tonight. Have you not learned from the grocery store shooting and killing in Buffalo? All the dear people were doing was shopping, picking up little things to eat at the house. Not much. Little children in school, a few more days, the last day of school. They were shining, and yet this man who, is, who was demon-possessed killed those beautiful little children. You have to be demon-possessed to do that. I don't care whether y'all like it or not. Uh, you could die at any time. You can be at a party, jam, jam, boogie-boogieing, and shots ring out. You may get hit with one of them, and you're gone. You could be in hell tonight, so don't wait. I know the devil is telling you to wait to get your life together and all of that. You will be dead and in hell before you get your life together. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee, for you, to enter hell into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye, than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Hell is a very real place. Hell is a sad place. Hell is a bad place. But I have some good news for you. You do not have to go to hell. Jesus has commanded me and called me to tell you you don't have to go to hell and to tell you this good news. That he preached first and best when he said the most important words in the history of the world. For God so loved the world. God loves you. That's what that means. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Dear friend, that's all you need to do to get saved is look to Jesus. Dying on that cross for you, he was buried and rose from the dead by God's power. He paid your sin debt. He never sinned. But he paid for all of your sins. And all you have to do is believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. Was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God for you. So that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into his heart. To come into your heart rather. Pray and ask him to come into your heart. And he will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from the burning hell and saved to heaven. 
And all you have to do is believe in your heart in Jesus Christ. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world. Behold him. Look at him. Believe in him. He took your sins away. Dropped them off into a deep, deep sea. And someone said he put up a sign, no fishing. You can't even find your sins. So just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray and ask him to save your soul. I'll be more than happy to lead you in what is called the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Don't pray if you don't mean it. God is not going to make you and I can't make you. But you need to get saved. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight multiple times. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. As I now believe in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power, proving that he is the Son of God. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of all of my sins and to turn from my evil and wicked ways and to follow you in the newness of life. Lord Jesus Christ, for it is in your name I pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, uh, tonight, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send to you immediately to help you to grow and become the strong disciple that Jesus Christ wants you to be for him. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop by the grace of God. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you. We love you. And may God bless you real good is my prayer. Let's all stand for our closing prayer. Make sure that you pray without ceasing after this service until you go to bed. If you are a child of God, meditate on the word of God. If you missed the standing between the living and the dead service that we had earlier today, listen to that as you prepare for bed.
listen to it when you get up in the morning. Have, have, make sure your family listens to it. And grow thereby and become the strong Christians to take on the day victoriously. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for what you have done here today and tonight. And Lord, we give you all of the glory, the praise, and the honor. And Lord, I pray that you'll help us to remember what we've heard from your word and do it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for our sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time. I don't know why Jesus loved me.